0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, y'all To the third episode of Surviving Rona Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Kristen Fulton And I am so happy that you decided to join me today Thank you I appreciate your time I really, really do And so I want to start this episode by checking in with you And just asking, how are you? How are you doing? And I know that I can't hear you, and you may be responding with a whole bunch of words or some tears or laughs or what have you. But just know that I am reaching through for your energy and I am sending my energy to you. So, how are you? How are you holding up? Are you even holding up? I know it's hard, it is really hard. And you are not alone. And sometimes that's comforting and sometimes it's not. But just know that I am here. Your neighbor is here. Your enemy is here. We're all here. We're in this together. And we're going to get through it together. So wherever you are, however you feel, acknowledge those feelings. They are yours. They are real. They are your truth. And I thank you for giving yourself the permission and the space to stand in your truth for just a moment. Thank you. All right, y'all, it has been a week. It has been a hell of a week. I know, I know. And that's why I want to take this opportunity to shift our focus to some light, to some love, to some fun. You know, we always have to find the laughter. We always have to find the cup is half full. We always have to find the bright side because if we didn't, we'd be in a deep, dark place forever. And none of us wants that. I know I don't. So let's move on into our first topic because it is very much light. It's so light that it is shallow. Super shallow y'all, but we going to talk about it because I have a feeling I'm not the only person. So even in these wild moments where I'm just like what is going on with life where are we is this the real world am I in an alternate reality no this is actual real life in those moments (laughs) I still have these thoughts that pop into my head that go something like this oh Kristen it's time for your wax in a couple of weeks oh but wait everything is closed what is going to happen now let me just get out the 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 um what do you call these the uncomfortable words brazilian wax vagina waxing those are all things that i'm about to talk about i know it's tmi but at this point who really cares this is a real issue okay this is a real issue so if you are like me you are someone who gets a regular Brazilian wax. And so you know that at the end of this Rona mess, it's gonna be like the burning bush down there and it is gonna hurt. And so I just have to mentally prepare myself to go see my esthetician and just lie on that table and cry. I mean, y'all have no idea. When you are a regular recipient of a Brazilian wax, you can go in there and be done in, I kid you not, five minutes. But it's, I don't even know what to do with this. I don't know. I don't know what to do. So if some of y'all out there have some ideas, you know, I'm always available via DM. Hit me up, Kristen S. Fulton on Instagram. Uh, let me know what what thoughts y'all got, because I'm scared. I'm real scared about that. And I know it's shallow, but we got to think about something else besides, you know, all the bad stuff. And I mean, this, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all, because I don't know what to tell myself, so... Pray for me, pray, pray for me, and I'll pray for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, y'all. Let's let's move on, cause I'm I'm getting a little sad thinking about it here. And now, look, my my fake Southern accent's coming out, but we gonna stop that. Um, anyway, <laughs> my family is from the South. They're from South Carolina, BTW. So, um, it is in my DNA. But anyway, uh, let's move on. And Let's go to something. Let's go to a praise report is what we call them at church, but I'm about to give y'all one here on the podcast. Let me just give a big old shout out to my Brooklynites. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brooklyn. You all have made such vast improvements on social distancing since last week. Now, I prefer to call it physically distancing because I think right now we need to be more social than ever. Of course, but physically apart. I go out for runs every morning, and let me tell you, I am encouraged by the folks who are walking their dogs, who are also running, who are going for their brisk walks. I am so encouraged by you seeing me coming down the street and me seeing you, and we split the path like like Moses parted the Red Sea. Like, it is amazing. I am so proud of you. Thank you so, so much. We are taking care of each other and the ways in which we should be doing that. New York... Brooklyn, thank you. Now, if you also live in Brooklyn and your neighborhood ain't on it like mine is, I am so sorry, but I'm about to praise my neighborhood right now because y'all are killing it out here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, New York, we are the epicenter of this pandemic in the U.S. right now. So other states are looking to us for instruction, for direction. And if we lead by example, we can hashtag flatten the curve. That's right, y'all. Flatten that damn curve. Yes. Thank you, Brooklyn. So excited. Thank you so much. I guess I, I'm, I'm so excited by it. I am so excited by it. Because last week, I, t- I told y'all. I was like, what are y'all doing out here? Acting a fool. But this week... You got yourselves together. I don't know who hemmed you up in that corner, but if it was me, you are welcome. Mm-hmm. And you deserved it. Mm-hmm. And if you start slipping up, I will hem you. I'ma hem you up again. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. We have a lot to get to today in this episode. We have a very special guest that I'm excited to introduce y'all to. So, why don't we head over for our quick word? And then, when we return, we are going to welcome our special guest. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned. And now, a quick word. Every day we are reminded of the rising death toll as a result of the coronavirus. But let us not think of those deaths as numbers but instead think of them as the individuals and humans that they represent. They are more than just numbers. They are people who had full lives with loved ones, family members, friends who cared for them, who are mourning them. And let us not become so attached and so concerned with our own survival that we neglect our humanity in the process. Take a moment. And remember those individuals, whether you know them or not. But remember what they represent. They represent a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a grandparent, a friend, a colleague, a neighbor. They represent us. All right, folks, welcome back to Surviving Rona. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Y'all, my bestie is on the line. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up for my best friend, Jasmine Ulysses. <laughs> girl I gotta you know let me me tell you one thing it's not extra because what I'm about to say is gonna blow your mind okay so Jasmine is not only my bestie but Jasmine is a medical professional and so she's gonna give us a little insight on what's going on I'm gonna ask her questions that the people on the news aren't asking but let me also tell y'all this so Jasmine is a nurse practitioner but y'all need to call her doctor and do you know why do you know why this is why I was extra. Because Jasmine went back to school and got her DMP, a doctorate of nursing practice. She's a doctor, y'all. Doctor. Welcome, doctor. Doctor. Ah, I'm just so I'm very happy, very proud of her. Unfortunately, she won't have a formal graduation because you know, Rona happened. Um, but I'm very excited for her, and she worked her butt off and deserves this. So, give it up for her, y'all, out there in the uh, in the internet world, in the listening world. So, welcome, Jasmine.
1: Thank you, thank you. That was an awesome intro.
0: <laughs> Great. So, um. Jez and I uh, are drinking tonight. She's off the clock, and so am I. I'm always off the clock. Um, but <laughs> what are you, what are you having to drink?
1: Um, so I had a mixed drink Uh-oh. of I something of coconut and whatever mixture was in my fridge because this day was rough and I needed a drink.
0: Oh, that's very fancy. I'm just having a regular glass of red wine. <laughs> I'm so basic today. All righty, all righty. Well we got our drinks flowing we're in the house we're chatting via phone we're chilling and we're going to talk about this mess rona yes let's just get started so jasmine um tell us what is going on from your point of view you work in a hospital that's all we'll say what's going on
1: well now is basically where you are as far as anything that is not emergency we're trying to get those patients out because we don't want them exposed to the new cases of people that are coming in with respiratory symptoms so now anybody that comes in with any respiratory symptoms they basically get treated as if they're suspected COVID-19 patients um we are seeing so and we are so a lot of the hospitals that are around us are trying to do just COVID-19 units but the issue is having enough providers that are well and also having enough medical equipment to take care of these patients. Um, so, so far in my place, we've been okay with having the, the capacity because we've been pretty good about getting um, the patients that don't need to be in the hospital to go home um, and follow up outpatient. But the issue is is the medical devices, like we don't have enough protective, um, equipment to just protect the providers to keep them from getting sick so that's been our hurdle because now they're basically rationing them out like you get a few a day and then you kind of have to save it for when you need it type of situation so that's been our issue right now but so far we holding on okay
0: this is crazy. Like, I don't like to use that word, but this is legit crazy. So you are getting limited supplies every day, which means I'm in here praying for you every day because I don't want anything bad to happen to you. And it's just like you're just out there just saving lives and also trying to save your own life.
1: Absolutely, because I really don't want to get sick for the same effect of the what I've been hearing from other people. Uh, providers, other people that are my friends that are telling me what's going on at their hospital of other folks getting sick um, and basically ended up in the ICU cells, intubated. I'm, I am trying not to get there because a lot of those folks, those folks are in their 30s, late 20s. So the virus is not skipping anybody that, no matter the age or whatever they were saying before, as far as chronic diseases, you still have to be careful. Right. So I am trying to protect myself as much as possible and trying to avoid certain things. And if I don't have to, I try to avoid going into the room.
0: In the room, like with someone who's tested positive for COVID-19.
1: Tested positive or if if, if I have to wait for equipment, I'm going to wait for equipment. If I can do it via phone, um, for instance, today I already saw somebody that was positive for COVID-19. I already mm-hmm. gowned up. He had a question. I did not regound up because the equipment was not available. So I used the phone. I was like, "All right, what's his phone number? Let me call him on his phone." And I basically talked to him through there, through 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 the phone, because I was not going to go back in the room given the fact of lack of equipment. So if it don't warrant me going into the room, I'm just not going to do it.
0: Right, right. Well, that's. I'm glad to hear that as sort of like a protective measure because, I mean. I received some emails today from my insurance provider that was like, you know, we are encouraging folks to do teledoc visits. And so I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to do that because I have a therapist that I see weekly. I'm going to definitely be online with her this week. And I'm glad that they are saying like, if if we can see you virtually, then we will. And so the fact that you all are able to do that in the hospital or in other medical facilities like... If they have to come in the room they will but you know if it's not a necessity if it's just a question like this person then they have to you know protect themselves and the other people in the hospital because this thing catches quick
1: yeah and one somebody today I had to be honest he was positive for COVID-19 and he was hesitant about going home and I had to remind him like you're feeling better you don't have any respiratory issues so let's save somebody else that can potentially get it more severe because you're okay but god forbid it just passes on to somebody else that may not be okay yeah Ugh. Um, so i think this virus is allowing us to be extremely honest with our patients i don't have to sugarcoat why we're doing certain things because i feel like a lot of people are understanding that we are in a critical time here in america this is this is to me this is pretty difficult because I've never assumed that I would be working in this type of environment situation where I have to be this um, this careful I must say like careful is one thing but literally be watching everything that you do be watching what, where you touch what you're doing what you're using because here I have to say like I always brag if something if I go into an isolation room and it, it's and it just entered the isolation room, I had to throw it out. This is America because we're so wasteful. And then now I've become like, oh, no, 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 no. How did you use that? Did you need to use it? Don't use it like that. Save it for next time. Wow. So it's an interesting way of practicing because I feel like I personally was very spoiled because I did not did not have to think about, you know, saving equipment. I just didn't.
0: And what, what equipment is lacking right now like we know about masks we know about ventilators are there other things that medical professionals don't have
1: um the goggles apparently is one of the stuff that you gotta save if you get one you need to save it for the most part is mainly the the face mask and the goggles wow because they do have at least where i work they do have the protective the gowns um we are using like stock, like basically the covering for your shoes and your head and that is available which is nice but yep. the main stuff that do you know, that people are going crazy over is the the mask and it's not just the regular mask, it's the N ninety five where basically um, the virus has less chance of getting through to you. And even with that mask, like you still have to be careful.
0: I I, I have to say this is just like I am I'm floored listening to this. Like a first hand account. Like I've seen stuff on the news and I've read stuff online. But like listening to you talk about this, I'm like, this is really scary. And also for folks out there, let me tell you something as you are going out here and partying it up and having your little kikis in the park and stuff, when it's somebody close to you that you love and that you care about, your perspective will change very quickly. Because right now I'm like, if y'all do anything to my bestie, you better believe I'm gonna raise some hell out here, okay?
1: It's really, and I don't think people are realizing that once you get into the hospital, nobody can come visit you. They're not saying this in the news, but the hospitals have um, cut off visitation for every part of the hospital. You can't see those people that you love so much or you would want to be holding your hands. They can't come to the hospital. That's sad. And I don't know if the public is not realizing that the hospitals, all hospitals have basically shut down um, visitation.
0: Tell us how you are taking care of yourself. What preventative things do you do as a medical professional? So, like, once you leave the hospital, what do you do? Um,
1: Well, for after my shift, I did bring um, an extra, because I'm only, because I sometimes wear, like, professional clothes with my lab coat, but I stopped doing that because I don't want to get my clothes messed up. And then I started just wearing my scrubs and... Before I leave the hospital, I'm changing to street clothes. I am cleaning my um, shoes, my clogs with, you know, antiseptic wipes. And then as soon as you get home, basically just jumping into the shower and making sure you wash your hands before you start doing anything or touching just part of your house, Wash my hands. So that's been my um, my thing for right now. And as far as like taking care of myself, is mostly like trying to eat my veggies, my oranges, to keep my vitamin C up as much as possible, drinking my water, drinking my teas, um, just to keep myself as healthy as possible so that God forbid something was to happen that I can fight it off.
0: If you had to write a prescription for how to survive Rona, what would you write out?
1: Um, my biggest thing would be to stay at home as much as possible. Honestly, wash your hands. Stay away from people. Even though sometimes, like you may want to be around family and friends, um, I think a lot of time when you just know that the person may be at risk. Like somebody like myself, for instance, like because I am in a hospital setting, I'm taking my own precaution, just being away from family and friends because I do have grandparents that i don't want to get sick so i don't plan on seeing them for a while just because i don't want to inadvertently get them have them be exposed to something that may not have affected me but will affect them and may potentially harm them so that's been my for me that's been i have to stay away from folks like even though like maybe i want to see somebody because i'm alone in my apartment I'd rather FaceTime, there's other ways of seeing folks just to kind of prevent getting exposure because it could be anywhere. You could be at the store getting exposed. So if you don't have to leave your house, it's best to stay in your house until this thing gets under control. And if you do leave the house, take the proper caution. Wear gloves. Um, if you are immunocompromised, you should wear a mask. If you can get a mask, if not, get deliveries. If you don't have to go out,
0: And I also just want to make another point, because I was listening to you just now, and I'm like, so medical professionals, they go out, they battle this thing, they're on the battlefield for us, but then listening to you, you're like, you're also isolating yourself. So not only are you exposing yourself to people, um, or not to people, but exposing yourself to this virus every single day, potentially, you are also then isolating yourself, and so just that idea makes me think about you know the fact that definitely our heroes don't wear capes all the time our heroes are the medical professionals because that is you're putting yourself at risk and then saying and then I'm also going to just lock myself away that's a selfless thing to do what do you think will solve this pandemic
1: um I really do think um I really, I'm not going to lie. I I keep on saying this. I really think the way that China handled it was awesome to just slow down the spread of the virus. I really wish that here in America that we could do a total lockdown. I do understand as a democratic country, but the way this thing is spreading, I, I feel like if we could shut down everything and force people to stay in their house, because even now people are not staying in their house. They're finding ways to go out to go grocery shopping twenty million times and buying things that they already have in their house anyway. So I really wish that we could just have people stay in their house and have the government just deliver food like they've been like like they did in China. I think honestly that would have been the only way for us to eradicate this disease quickly. Now I'm really not sure how fast this is gonna go away because we're still allowing takeouts and takeouts you can get exposed to takeouts. You don't know who's delivering your food. You don't know who is preparing your food. So Either way you're getting exposed by something or somebody.
0: Yeah. It's I
1: really that we could have a complete, complete, complete shutdown. Yeah.
0: What do you do to keep yourself sane? You're you know, like I said, you're out there on the battlefield. What do you do to keep yourself sane?
1: Um, I do I work out in my house. I do that. I do my yoga my, my stretching, my meditation at home and that's what I've been doing. I do pray. Um, I do read books so that seems to relax me and I try to stay as informed as possible because the more I feel like I know the more I'm confident in how I'm going out to out there and taking care of patients so that's what I've been doing these past few weeks of just keeping abreast on the situation and when I don't want to talk about it I don't pick up my phone because most people for some reason want to talk about the coronavirus and when I don't feel like it, I don't talk about it. I just don't pick up my phone. I just don't bother. And I'm not on social media saying God because of Lent. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm not on social media, so I don't know what people are doing out there. And I do not care to know. I don't care to know.
0: I'm cracking up because you're like, if most people wouldn't talk about it. And I don't know why. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because it's the only thing. It's like it's controlling all of our lives. I totally get that because I've had so many conversations with people, and I wish that we had something else to talk about. But it's I can't even ask them what's new. Literally, nothing is new right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why. I'm not gonna lie. Like I love my reality ratchet TV. So it's a good, it's a good distraction because you see all these nonsense, and you're like, they're fighting over (laughs) what. I do absolutely nothing. I do nothing. I I sit in my apartment and I chill out.
0: Let me just tell y'all something. Jasmine is talking about how she does nothing to keep herself sane during this time. But let me let y'all in on a secret. She does nothing to keep herself sane year round. (laughs) (laughs) On any given weekend, you can reach out to Jez and say, what are you doing? And her response will be, nothing. I'm laying on this couch with a glass of wine, watching Lifetime. <laughs> yep. I'm
1: I grew up like this. Like, this is hard stuff. I grew up not doing nothing. I was used to not doing nothing. And guess what? This virus has not shown me anything new. I just went back to my old ways. I continue I'm not missing. Like, I don't get mad because I can't go outside. I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do at home a lot of things you can do at home
0: or apparently nothing you can do nothing at home nothing.
1: <laughs> I think people I think this is one of the things that people in America need to learn how to do is nothing sometimes it's good to do nothing when I have kids I'm gonna teach them how to do nothing no <laughs> <laughs> matter fact anymore Oh, my
0: gosh. Your kids are going to call me. Auntie Kristen, please come and take us anywhere. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm going to teach them how to do nothing.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I really do feel that way.
0: (sighs) Yes, sometimes I think we should absolutely do nothing. And I'm guilty of never not doing nothing. But... um, sometimes it's good to do nothing but also you know have a full life we get one make it count because i'm not searching for anything i'm not searching for the next thing
1: or looking for outlet my outlet is to meditate to chill to watch mindless tv it feels good
0: she does watch mindless tv the ratchet is of the ratchet y'all i'm like i can't watch this ratchet nonsense
1: I'm not going to lie. Currently, you know what's playing in the background.
0: I do know. Mm-hmm. I do know exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. I know what day and time of the week it is. I'm even surprised that you're talking to me. <laughs> so, this yeah. next question might seem pointless after what we just talked about. But once Rona is over, what's the first thing you're going to do?
1: What is? What am I going to do? You know what I've been? I've been craving... i love to eat so i've been craving ethiopian food i've been craving a good mole from a mexican spot that i've been i've been hearing about so i'm not gonna lie i think i'm gonna have me a couple of reservations because that's all i want to do is eat places at places that i don't know how to cook at home so different stuff like that because there's a really good ethiopian place around my way that i've been missing. So I can't wait to
0: get back out there and eat at those places. Yeah, Jez loves a good restaurant. Yeah, a good restaurant and her couch. That's all she needs. (laughs) (laughs) And I come
1: right back home, and I feel like I had a full day.
0: (laughs) When really it's like, how long has it been? An hour and a half. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today and for informing our listeners all of you folks out there please 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 heed her advice she wrote you a script for you know keeping yourself together during this time and she's a medical professional so please people stay inside don't go out don't socialize the way you used to we just have to be virtual virtual for a minute and it's nothing wrong with that if it's gonna keep us all safe so thank you so much for joining me and for yeah, having a for kiki having and care. yeah, yeah. Anytime. Of course, you know, I, I will talk to you anytime.
1: This was a good way for me to just laugh. Well, it's always a good time when I'm talking to you. Cause at least you made me laugh. You made me forgot about my crazy day today. So thank you, Kristen. That was nice.
0: <laughs> anytime girl. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks. Jess. Um, I'm so excited that she was able to join us and impart some of her wisdom to our listeners. I hope you out there listening to this, that you learned something, that you got something. I hope it inspires you to talk with folks that you know who might be medical professionals. You know, yes, we should listen to the news, but we should also talk to the folks who who are on the ground the folks that we have a connection with the folks in our community because that's what's happening right next door and so i thank you jez for coming on um and y'all give it up one more time because she is dr ulysses say it again dr ulysses (laughs) okay we are nearing the end of this episode and i just want to take a quick pause and shift here for a second um, on Thursday, March 26, um, folks in my community, we lost someone very, very close to us um, due to complications from the coronavirus. And so, yes, it is real out here, y'all. People that you might know are leaving this earth as we speak. I want to acknowledge and dedicate this episode to Mr. Mark Blum. Mark was my acting teacher in grad school. He and I had um, a coffee last year just to talk about the business and life. And it was so wonderful to chat with him and catch up and to see him. And I'm so sad that that is the last time that I got to see him. But I know that he's in a better place. And I pray for his family and his friends. And I implore all of you, please keep your physical distance. Please wash your hands. It's real and it's hard out here. And so Mark, Mr. Blumtastic, Mr. (laughs) Blumtastic, this episode is for you.